My name's Joanne Averson, and you are so welcome to Series 3 of my podcast. Enjoy. I wanted to share with you a light bulb moment because it was literally and symbolically lights going on that made a huge difference to me. And I'm sharing it with you partly out of my experience as a body worker working with the fascial matrix and the human architecture, human performance, really, because sometimes tiny, tiny things can make great big, huge differences. And the other aspect besides human performance is human potential, which always, always, always fascinates me. How can we progress, transform, learn more, alchemize what we do so that the little things can transform into big achievements? Can we do that? Carolyn Mace calls it transforming the lead of our wounds into the gold of our gifts. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. So on that note, however big and important that sounds, something happened to me this week that was so tiny, but it had such a huge impact. And it was kind of silly, but it actually turned around to be more significant than I thought. So I wanted to share it with you. Anyway, see see, see what you get from this, because it, it really was a light bulb moment for me. So if you're anything like me, I completely love making things work. My father, God bless him and his soul, was an engineer and his father was an inventor. I mean, he literally patented all kinds of wonderful things. And my son's father is an engineer. So one way and another, my son and I were both born into a world attracted to people that make things work. I think that's perhaps why I approach bodywork in quite an unusual way, because I'm not coming from, oh, this does this and this does this. So how do they function together? I go back a step and I come from, how does this work? And it, it was my father that, that taught me to think in this kind of outside the box way. But anyway, their modus operandi, my father, my grandfather, my son's father, and their legacies were really to step back and ask how things work. And that's behind every book I've written and every class I teach, and especially when it comes to the fascia matrix. And of course, it's made me inquire really deeply into asking it as an innocent question, rather than assuming based on what I was taught that it works that way. And yeah, it makes me a bit maverick in some ways, but so far, there's an awful lot of other mavericks out there that seem to resonate with it. Anyway, let me tell you about what happened yesterday. It may seem so small that it's insane to make a podcast about it, but for me, it was great, big, huge, and I have to share it. Recently, I was working with my team on filming a sequence of archetypal movement patterns, and that's all really exciting stuff for next year, and I can't wait to share it with you. And neither can you wait to hear about it, but we all have to because it's it's for 2023. Whenever you're listening to this, it's for later in the year. Anyway, we had to take lighting to the yoga studio that we were using to film in. Now, fast forward to the setup and the extra long extension cables that the videographer had asked me to remember to pack. But when we got there, 
the one I bought didn't work. Now, when you've got four photo lights and two extension cables and a room with a plug bank at either end, that can bring the day to its knees. Think about this. Regardless of the material or the amount of time we'd spent developing the script or the filming or the years of work that have gone into designing and organising the content or the presentation or the presenters, if you can't light the videos, the extension cable becomes that little devil in the detail kind of hiccup that you do not want. I thought I'd preempted it, but I hadn't. I didn't allow for a cable that didn't work. Now, as it happens, we were able to get round it. And second time out for the next shoot, I carefully put the other cable that I had in the hall ready to go. And what did I do second time around? I had a Muppet moment and I carefully packed the one that didn't work again. Thank goodness the wonderful person in my team setting up the room looked at me and said affectionately, good thing I brought an extra one with me this time, and grinned as he handed back the offending extension cable. No. Did I really do that? Yes. I thought I picked the one that worked. Tell the lights that, he giggled, as he went back to his car for the spare that he'd thought to pack. So naturally, I immediately realised that I hadn't checked the bag after the last event. And because we had overcome the problem at the time, I'd gone casual and I let it all go. So the first time it was an error, but the second time in my world, it was a mistake. And I was so cross with myself. And when I unloaded the car at the end of the day, I left the bag of cable in the hall to ensure that I didn't put it away and end up with an out of sight, out of mind kind of syndrome and catch myself out again. So fast forward to me yesterday morning, I'm looking at my hallway and a bag with an extension cables in it. I'm fed up with pretending to ignore it. I'm fed up with walking around it. I'm fed up with looking at it. And it's like it had that whole mistake smeared all over it. Do you know what I mean when something like just appears in front of you and reminds you each time? Don't put me away. I'm broken. But you don't have time right now to deal with me. And it just becomes a kind of like a dripping tap in the background. And you pretend it's not taking your energy, but actually it is. Yesterday morning, I picked it up really crossly and put it by the front door and said, damn you, you're not catching me out again. You're going to the tip. But as I picked it up, I discovered that underneath it was another almost identical one curled up so I couldn't see it when that one was on top. And I realised how I'd made the mistake in the first place because there were two very similar cables. Damn it, the problem just doubled and it wasn't going to be sorted by taking one or both of them to the tip. I had better things to do as ever and yet it had all become a bigger issue. I don't know if this makes sense, but suddenly it felt like the whole hall was cluttered. There were two cables, only one of them worked. And needless to say, I didn't know which one. And perhaps neither of them did. 
So truth be told, overwhelm was creeping up on me and I started arguing with myself how ridiculous this was on every level. I hadn't realised there were two almost identical cables. However, I was now kind of standing there paralysed with a to-do list that wasn't very interested in an extension cable because it was such a small detail. Yet it was the detail that nearly brought the day to its knees the couple of weeks before. Yes, it'd been in my hall for a while. Into this ridiculous conversation in my head popped my dad. My dad's soul departed this planet about three years ago. So it was a feeling of my dad, if that makes sense. And as ever, he was grinning at me with his crooked grin. One of those cables works and one of them doesn't, he said. He would have had a kitten if he'd been here and he knew that I was choosing whichever one didn't work and chucking it out without trying to make it work. He came from making things work. That was his modus operandi. Even if he had to be the cheeky chappy or the eternal child or I can't explain. He just, everything, he had to make things work. He used to get very, very upset if they didn't work and they didn't work well. It used to drive him mad. Anyway, I could absolutely feel his presence beside me as if he'd popped round to see me and was about to ask for a cup of tea. I can't tell you how real it was. And he would have loved to come in to my house and look down at these two cables. He would have said, what's going on? And I would have told him and he would have just disappeared for half an hour and come back with everything kind of resolved. You know, that was his way. Anyway, a light bulb went on in my head. I'm sure he was there walking me to the kitchen drawer because I was like, why am I going to the kitchen drawer? And inside it was a little tin that he gave me years and years ago, full of spare fuses. Don't even asked me how it came into my head at that moment, but I knew I had a tin of fuses. And I could hear his voice saying, Chichi Face, that's what he called me, Chichi Face, ask yourself how it works, why it works, and then consider the problem as a bundle of sticks. He always used to say that. Take each one out at a time and break them one by one. Otherwise, you'll just hurt yourself or get frustrated and the bundle isn't likely to break and it's probably stronger than you and you won't resolve anything trying to deal with it all at once. He was famous for that anecdote and I was pretending that this tiny, silly issue wasn't paralysing me and that it was pointless because it was, but it wasn't going away. And if I chucked out the cables, I'd have to buy more. And if I didn't, I'd run the risk of dragging this incomplete issue to the next photo shoot, which would be like keeping mud on your wellies still you couldn't walk in them. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so I have this little anger poise light in my kitchen. And with this feeling of my dad laughing beside me very lovingly, but nevertheless, I plugged in the first extension cable and then plugged the light into the extension and it lit up light bulb moment. Great. That's the one that works. I put it away knowing it was good. And then I heard him say, now check the other one. Of course, the second one didn't work. 
And I could hear him saying, great, that's the first two sticks in the bundle broken. You've established which cable to put away and which one has the issue. Put it away and we'll tackle the problem extension lead. Seriously, this is, my mind doesn't do things like this. It just doesn't. But anyway, giggling to myself, I, because it really was as if he was there, I took hold of the plug on the Duff extension and saw 13 amp fuse written on it. And in the little tin he'd given me a decade ago, there was a 13 amp fuse. Several, in fact. And I just gave in. I gave in to this silly detail that felt like it was taking up my time. And I just started to enjoy making this extension cable work, doing whatever it took. So I sat down on the stairs. I took out my toolbox from the understair cupboard which my son bought me many Christmases ago. And he's an archetypal engineer in his bones. And he gave it to me, actually, as a sort of an apology for raiding our household toolbox so often, because, well, that's what he did. And the one he bought me had all new tools on it and this hilarious sticky label on the top that says, Mums, do not touch. I don't even know why I bothered with the label, because it was the first thing he raided to mend a skateboard or a bike. But anyway he would look at me with the same crooked grin as his grandfather and Ben where's my screwdriver anyway opening that was kind of a nostalgic throwback to the days when he and his mates lived here but anyway I took out the Phillips screwdriver I undid the plug on the extension cable I replaced the fuse I screwed it back up again and I literally could feel my father winking at me as we went back to the kitchen to check out the light and yes, the light bulb went on and I was ecstatic. No trip to the tip necessary. I now had two cables that worked and I felt a million dollars. And dad and I did a really silly little breaking the sticks one at a time dance in the kitchen. And I went about my day. Now laugh at me if you will. But that story was a literal, if very, very small victory in terms of putting away two working cables for our next film shoot. It kind of lit the path ahead, if you know what I mean. And it symbolically represented so much more than changing a tiny fuse. Seriously, instead of being cross with myself or overwhelmed or throwing out a cable, I made something work that didn't work before. And I realised that was the stuff of magic, everyday life magic, just ordinary, gorgeous. And then a really funny thing happened. A complex question came up in a meeting later that day, which was, you know, my proper work, the stuff that I give myself time to do with much more devotion. And there was no kind of resenting that this cable was driving me nuts and instead of doing what I normally do which is dive in and resolve it I pressed pause and sat back and I thought what would it take what if all we have to do is change the fuse once we've identified that that's the problem and I just asked my team what do you think could make this work? And 
sure enough, between the three of us, we found the fuse, the right screwdriver and the test. And it made a really complicated difficulty undo and we made it work. It was a tiny detail, but once again, we broke down the bundle of sticks and we just proceeded to break them one at a time until we had something that we could use as kindle in the fire to bend the metaphor. It may seem trivial and a silly story, but something in this archetypal business of being able to kind of dial down on the victim archetype and with something that doesn't work. I was literally victim of that cable at one point. And dialing up on the victory into something that does is infectious. And it's a lovely feeling. And if I can set it up with such a tiny task, it was worth it to kind of get into practice for the bigger one, if that makes any sense. And it reminds me actually of the saboteur and the alchemist who come in to transform problem into a possibility and empower you with a with a difficulty that's irritating you like mad it's like the saboteur does the irritating to make sure that you go for the alchemy if that makes any sense and it may seem another daft story from a storyteller archetype but in truth it it was a real golden nugget that day one of my what i call archetype assets because you never know when you'll need them and you never know when they're worth banking. So that lovely idea that the devil's in the detail, or as I prefer to say, divinity's in the detail. Love it if you share with me stories that you have of when you've turned some irritating, tiny thing that's not worth your attention that by giving it your attention, you transform it into a victory. And even if it's the silliest victory, it's that feeling of making something work that didn't or transforming something difficult into something that serves you that is so powerful. So I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you to everyone who's given me so much feedback for the recent episodes. And I wish you all that you wish yourselves for 2023. Take care, stay safe, God bless.